Scott. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! Woo! <laughs> there it is. There it is. You okay? Um, <laughs> we're great. We're great. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Are you, though? Little. <laughs> you're, just, you're coughing into the mic and you're saying you're okay. Are you okay? I'm going to get to it. Um, welcome back to TFP, as, you, as we pointed out. I am giving everyone COVID through the microphone right now. I um, had a work trip in Vegas, which was a lot of fun, but unfortunately, which should not be surprised when a bunch of people gathered from all over the country in one place that are inside for a long time at a time, pretty likely something's going to spread. And unfortunately, I have caught the Rona for the second time now. Um, caught it oh, back no. in summer of 2020. What was that? Summer 2022? Yeah. One? 21 oh, 22 wow. yeah 22 uh yeah summer 2022 so a little over almost a year and a half later it has gotten me again um i am fully boosted i did get the most recent booster so i hope, suppose that's helping keeping it pretty mild but um yeah mr. thankfully Pfizer, i'm already yeah, yeah. mr <laughs> <laughs> bro you know i'm buying that stock <laughs> she i gotta support it um yeah so that sucks but it's all right I only really had one bad day, which was like Sunday, um, but I'm already kind of on the up and up today. So yeah, glad you're right. feeling better, dude. Yeah. Just like a yeah. cold at this point, like a bad cold. So we're good. It's really, it's so interesting how like it's kind of come to that, like, you know, I'm hearing about people getting COVID and they're like, it's like, oh, how are you doing? And it's like, oh, it's like a bad cold or like, oh yeah, that's yeah. like COVID season or like, oh yeah, people are getting COVID again. And like, it's just part of like kind of the daily, like cycle or like the seasonal cycle of like stuff that comes around once a year for us you know just, just interesting just the thing just the thing people do is just get COVID now yeah so um i'm just glad to get it like now before thanksgiving and before like christmas i don't have to risk like having it having missed any of those holidays which is nice so dang get vaccinated everybody yes by the way vaccinated still still really support that this is a still just throwing that out there yeah, <laughs> we're, we're saying we're not making fun of Pfizer. We're not making Support, money off of Pfizer yeah. right here. We'd love that's, to. That's correct. That's but... correct. Pfizer, Pfizer, <laughs> Pfizer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, what have we been playing? Ugh. Let's start with there. It's been a while. It oh been. well, first off, we got uh, Matt. You want to introduce our special guest here? Special. These are just regulars now, baby. These are just oh, these are just on, the boys. Man. Hey. We got um the silky silky voice himself self Jesus the milkman aka Chambers Chambers what up baby oh, what's up baby happy to be here so hot oh yeah and then we are joined of course by the legend himself Timuron Highlet how's it going baby it's going great I'm glad to be back I feel like it's been a minute since I jumped on the pod with you guys it's been a minute for you You've been avoiding it us. has been a minute it has been. Yeah, a little rude. But. You guys are well, kind of busy. You got a lot of stuff going on these days. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for I, for context, I work in higher ed. The deeper we get into fall semester, the more my life tends to fall apart. So that's mm. kind of been the big reason. Right. I've just been super exhausted or just super busy yeah. with stuff. But tonight I had to make yeah, room fuck them kids. for the boys. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> fuck some, them not- kids. Michael Jordan had something <laughs> right. Uh, he did, <laughs> when he dunked on those kids <laughs> yeah, and gave them Jordans. Yeah. You uh well you have Thanksgiving coming up next week so That's you're right. uh you got a little reprieve coming up very soon yeah, so looking forward to it and man. you did find time to somehow platinum Spider Man two which I I guess I'm spoiling but what have so, you been playing Timuron? 
Well, let's see. Um, to bounce off that spoiler, yes, Spider-Man I planned him Spider Man. I planned him Spider Man too. Nerd, bro. <laughs> I don't know why. You, man, fuck off. You like cyberpunk, dude? Like, get out of here. Um, Everyone loves cyberpunk now, though. I think nah. more people like Spider Man than cyberpunk on TikTok and other platforms. But I think I'll that's agree not with that. there. Um, no, I played Spider Man. Um, looking forward to talking about it when we review it. I I have thoughts, good and maybe some that might be on the hotter side, but Maybe we'll get into it today a little bit. And I've been putting in that fucking Baldur's Gate 3 work, boys. I didn't realize it, but I hit 92 oh, hours yeah. and I just hit Act Damn. 3. So this game is thick with like five C's. Like it's kind of insane <laughs> how much content and like exploration they stuffed into this. And overall, it's been great. And I'm looking forward to seeing its praises. But we'll also talk about if I think it gets game of the year or not, because I have a bet writing on that. It's kind of okay. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. That's like been consistently talked about by all my friend groups still since it came out. Like even Tears of the Kingdom eventually kind of died off, but everyone still talks about Baldur's Gate a good bit. I mean, the game is truly just massive, which I love. Um, True. Chambers, what have you been playing, baby? Man, I've been playing. I played some. We played some payday the other day. Um, we did. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I've been playing some Rocket League. I, I've been working on uh, tanking my Smurf account rank so that I can play rank. Yeah, I heard they're friends. bringing Lightning McQueen to Rocket League. Is that true? That is true. That's incredible. Yeah, there's like a kachow sound and everything. It's pretty sick. Yeah, they should do a um, crossover with uh, Twisted Metal. That'd be pretty cool. That would be... Yeah, there's... Oh, there's a lot fast of and furious car. Re- there is a fast <laughs> yeah. and furious collab that has already happened. They've done. Formula oh, One. Okay. oh, nice. Um, oh, wow. The NFL. There was an NFL collab. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, have they done the NFL collab? Yes, yet? I do have a Saints car. So um, that's. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, uh, but yeah, just been just been smurfing um, playing on my Smurf account. So that that's that's been about it. Um, no old school RuneScape yet. No, fuck that game. That oh, uh, you've never played it. That yeah, you've never that. played it. I played it in fifth grade. Um, you haven't played it now. And he's never played it. Oh wow. Yeah, I get. I gave you some words about it off camera. Uh, we'll we'll pull up. We'll pull up the words. I'll pull up the receipts. Okay. You know what? I don't even care. Even though it's, I said some cancel worthy words about it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. We'll, we'll bleep those out. Okay. Yeah. I uh Matt, can you ask me what I've been playing? Lucas, what have you been playing, baby? Old school RuneScape. Old school RuneScape and, and Spider-Man 2. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um the time change happened. It got a little colder. It's my yearly tradition of uh just no lifing a little bit of RuneScape on my phone while I do a bunch of other activities. Um and I've been just I, while I've been playing, I've just been texting. I text Chambers every time I play <laughs> to just try and get him yeah. to play it. Cause I, <laughs> I, I truly do feel like Chambers would enjoy this game. I um, that's insulting. No, it's not. I like it's hard to explain what it is. I think I finally, after four years of cycling through every season and jumping into old school RuneScape, I think I finally figured out what it is that I really love about this game. And I'm going to cook here for a second. Let you guys know. I think. OK, Timuron, you'll like this. Higher okay. ed man. Oh, boy. The myth of Sisyphus. Right. Yeah. It's like the idea of like the grind itself becoming the the reward for the thing 
right? <laughs> like, I don't. So bad. I don't. Like, that's the I, dude I that's like runs the boulder back up the hill every time. Yeah, dude, that's eternal punishment yeah, yeah, from yeah. like the but Olympian patent. No, yeah, no, I don't no. Think he but, likes doing that. Albert Albert Camus <laughs> wrote an essay called <laughs> "The Myth of Sisyphus." Okay, okay. and maybe, maybe I'm the only one that actually knows about this somehow. I didn't but read it. The idea is that uh, he he twists kind of the myth of Sisyphus on its head and compares Sisyphus to the modern person in the modern world and says that in a weird, twisted way, Sisyphus must be... He makes the argument that Sisyphus actually must be happy. At the moment that the rock reaches the top and it goes back down again, like Albert Camus is like really interested in that moment where the rock goes back down again. And the thought that goes through his head as he, as he realizes he has to push it back up. And there's no other way to describe it, but old school RuneScape. That's, what, that's what's going on. So... So who's punishing you? Am I am I resonating with anybody? No, it's not. I, it's not punishment. I mean, I like it's RuneScape. You don't, you don't got to convince me. <laughs> here's here's the thing. RuneScape, RuneScape, well, one, RuneScape is just like super old and janky. Like they make one fix to the code and it breaks another piece of the code. So all their patch notes are fucking hilarious. Like the most recent patch notes just said like, we're fixing a bug where people can't log in. Unfortunately, it'll cause a UI bug for people playing on this this operating system. That's it. That's the patch notes. So like, it's just like sorry. Here's they just can't bugs. fix their game because so like cool. the game is from 2004. Hilarious. So the developers okay. are kind of Sisyphean <laughs> in their efforts too. Once they think they perfected the game, That's, they have to redo it again because the game sucks that much. What one problem causes another problem. Yeah, like one fix causes a problem. Yeah, incredible. I, so the thing, the thing also with RuneScape is that it is incredibly unrewarding. Like in this like ascetic monk type of way like there's no pomp and stance like if you hit 60 attack yeah you can like wield a new weapon but like it doesn't doesn't do what a lot of games do today where you get the cool animation you get the big new thing there's like pomp and reward and animation and all that kind of stuff with runescape you accomplishing the goal is its own reward so like the game the feeling of winning in this game the feeling of progressing in this game is happening inside your own head so when you're playing it, it's like slow, steady, grindy nothingness. And the only thing that's making you feel good is yourself. So it's like a meditation is the way I would is the way I would phrase it. So whenever I play this game, I am meditating with my own life. In fact, recording this podcast, I'm actually missing out on XP because I could be doing something right now in the game. That's why you got to get a bot so, like I did. Macro that yeah. shit. <laughs> can, can I Chambers. ask? Okay. Go ahead. I have a couple. Go ahead. Go ahead. Couple. I have a couple things I want to say. How is this different than like Cookie Clicker? It's different because Cookie Clicker is an idle game. Okay. Cookie Clicker, you, 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 inaction is what drives that game. Okay. And idleness drives that game. Okay. In RuneScape, it's, it, it is not exactly like that. There are some AFK like things you can do in the game, but you can only AFK for 10 minutes at a time. Okay. Because of like timers and yeah, they'll, they'll and stuff log like that. Okay. So the game is like constantly, you have to constantly like play the game. Okay. Okay. Question number two. Um, your whole reasoning for loving it, that like you love the grind, all that. Can you, you could make that argument for like every, every game, right? Like uh, that's why I play Rocket League. I like to grind and get, go up a rank and nothing actually happens when I go up the rank other than like my little icon changes. Um, yeah. Okay. Other than I see, I see your point, and it's 
if if I'm getting better at like something like Rocket League or like uh, Street Fighter or something, instead of me leveling up like a skill, like attack, my attack went up to 60, I level up like my own skill. And so I can step into the into Street Fighter or into Rocket League and I can right. like wield my own skill that I've developed. Um, whereas obviously I know there's like in, in RuneScape, there's like getting down like the most efficient ways of doing things. And there's a skill in that, but you're grinding away a, a skill that you don't have. Um, and that correct. I don't know. That's that, that's why I personally stay away from like the MMORPG games because they're all basically that. Um, and RuneScape just seems to be the most stripped away version of that. Um, exactly. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> that so that <laughs> he's like, yes, <laughs> just like right. without yeah. all the bells, without all the bells and whistles, what do you have? Like purity. No, I get it. Like authentic. Why don't you just sit in the corner yeah. of your room and like crack open walnuts or something? Of that? Why don't I? Exactly. Yeah. Why don't that I? would be like this game? Okay, this Can game someone ask me what I creates that question. <laughs> What? So hey, Matt, what have you been playing, bro? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. sorry let's, Matt. let's move on. I'm Listen, sorry, on the next recording, I will I will talk about this again. So just, just, just do a RuneScape right. episode for like by yourself, three, bro. Yeah, just like three more months of this, okay? So, yeah, sorry, until Matt, I get burnt I, I out. I do want to know what you have been playing. Yeah, Matt, Thanks, man. T- tell us about your life, baby. Um, I'm going to go on mute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I too have been playing Spider Man. Um, I didn't platinum right. it quite yet because I'm not a nerd like Highlight, but um, fun games. <laughs> I am actually Thanks, very bro. excited to. <laughs> I'm actually very excited to talk about that. I think that's going to be a pretty interesting episode. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's interesting. I'm also excited to kind of talk about some of the stuff it was nominated for here um, for Game Direct or for the game nominations. So, that'll be fun. Play a little payday. I'm jumping back into Apex. I'm having a lot of fun with that, actually. I'm playing a lot with um, our friends Ricky and Edgar. Occasionally, Chambers, but he doesn't ignore me. Um, <laughs> I don't Come on, man. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. We're back on the grind. That game is such a grind to rank up in. My God. Like, you can play, like, for a night. And even if you're doing well, like, getting top three, top two, you can play for like two, three hours and go, barely go from like rookie three to rookie one. Like it is a genuine grind, but it's very fun. It's very oh, fun yeah. though. Like um, RuneScape. Like RuneScape. Um, play a little bit of the new Call of Duty with some friends from college. Um, so I heard that they were bringing back the old Call of Duty maps. I'm like, oh, that's fun from like the original Modern Warfare 2. What that's I didn't sick. realize is that's literally all they brought back. Like there's literally no new maps. Dude. It's just Modern Warfare oh. 2. It looks like oh, I, like for Call of Duty, even this looks really phoned it's, in. Not it's very lie. pathetic, Dang. actually. Um, like I'm I'm enjoying it just because like it's very nostalgic for me. I love those maps, and it's probably some of the best maps you've ever designed. But the fact that the genuinely were like, no, we're not we're not doing anything new for this game. Basically, like it, it's pretty pretty pathetic, and it's getting received very poorly as well, which I'm happy to hear as well because I'm pretty. I'm actually very disappointed in that. You know, at the very least, you can expect something like mildly fresh as far as maps go every year with Call of Duty. But the fact that it's all just old stuff is pretty pathetic. Um, so there's that. So I've started Alan Wake, which spoiler alert, I think might be our next game we do yeah. after. Uh, yeah, it's going to be our next game Absolutely we do sick. after um, Spider-Man, which I'm excited about. I've already played like maybe the first hour, hour and a half. 
Um, I was playing it last night at like 11 and then I had to just turn it off because there was a really bad jump scare. And I was like, oh, oh my God, Matthew. I was like, it's <laughs> too scary. Like scary this. Game. It is. I like, it's scared you, easy. I feel you. Um, but Man. the way that you do horror, I get Lucas. It, it, I mean, you played Alan Wake and Control. Obviously, you did both those for the podcast. Like, it's very Remedy's signature style is very clear at this point. And while it terrifies me, I fucking love it. Like the mixed mixed media. The mixed media. Thing. I love mixed yeah. media. I love mixed media. I've come to realize that. Um, so I'm excited to keep diving into that. It seems very good so far. It's beautiful. And not playing, but I do want to give a shout out because it is kind of about video games. I finished this book recently called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Um, it was voted Amazon's best, the best book in general by Amazon. I don't know who decides that in 2022, but <laughs> the best book. Jeff Bezos. Jeff, Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff book. Let me let yeah. me read you the. The quick, like, uh, log line, I guess. Read, read the back. In this exhilarating novel by the best-selling author of the storied life of A.J. Ferkey, two friends, often in love but never lovers, come together as creative partners in the world of video game design, where su- success brings them fame, joy, tragedy, duplicity, and ultimately a kind of immortality. Um, wow. And it's yeah. really, really good. It's actually, I think, probably the f- my favorite book I've read in the past year year and a half maybe at the very least um oh wow i don't i'd actually kind of consider it more of a tragedy than anything a large part of the book um but it's it's extremely good it's very interesting just the story and they also it's very game centric so like i even sent lucas a passage from it um last night or two nights ago where they were talking about how um like oh everything from unreal engine looks the same i'm like lucas and i have literally talked about this on the podcast this is great um so if you're a gamer You'll love this book, and if you just like good, good narratives and you know good fiction, this is an extremely mm-hmm. good book, and I highly recommend you check it out. Um, but enough about that. Enough about fiction. I want some nonfiction. I want to talk about the twenty 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 three Game Awards. Woo! Hell yeah! <laughs> Someone else talking out of breath. Yeah, yeah. You you were you were going for a while there. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, for those of you that clicked on this episode, you already know we're talking about the nominees that just came out this week for the 2023 Game Awards. We, we talked a couple weeks ago about our predictions. Um, I think that we're actually fairly close on some of the big categories here, especially Game of the Year. Um, and I think uh, we'll talk about it. I think this is a really great list that they've compiled. Um, I think there's uh, not really anything too surprising here. Uh, everything is pretty much par for the course, but some good stuff. Uh, definitely a lot of things to talk about. Personally, I'm voting. Uh, anybody out there, just so you know, you can go to thegameawards.com, uh, log in, create an account. You could use your Gmail if you want. Log in and vote. There are uh, awards given out for audience picks um, at the Game Awards. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, live reactions in next month, so we're very excited to be doing stuff like that and really covering the Game Awards this year. Um a lot of great stuff. I feel like I've played a lot of this and, and been pretty excited. Um, Highlight, you saw the nominees. What are your thoughts overall? Um, kind of on the same page with you guys and what you have with your nominees. Um, for me, I feel like it's Baldur's Gate and Tears of the Kingdom and versus everybody else, depending on the category. Um, so I wasn't super surprised. And I don't think too many games were really snubbed for the most part, in my opinion. Like, I know you guys brought up Jedi Hogwarts Survivor. Legacy. I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'll get into that in a second. I know Matt dropped the news <laughs> earlier, or the, that observation. I want to give him the room. Um, but like Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I was actually glad to see that it wasn't like as nominated 
because you guys brought that up a few times because I played through about half of it. And I think it's like above average at best, personally. Um, Hogwarts Legacy has a noticeable absence in a lot of these categories. So I'm just going to sum up my feelings with good. That game was mid as hell. If you want to hear my thoughts, we potted about it. I And honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think I gave it a higher score than it deserved. But that's neither here or there. But overall, I'm hyped. Like Game of the Year, I'm legitimately excited to see if it's Baldur's Gate or Tears of the Kingdom. Because Tears of the Kingdom had us for a stranglehold like all summer long. The way we were talking about that game, you guys went uber viral. Like with Tears of the uh, Tears of the Kingdom oh, content, that's, yeah, right. Yeah, about that, like true. that's just a testament of like how plugged in people were. And then to Matt's point earlier, Baldur's Gate seems to have taken a lot of that discourse and is still dominating like a lot of conversations. It's got a ton of legs. So I think some of it might be recency bias, but I think another part of it is maybe we've just been starved for a game that was this complete and this good at launch for a very long time. So, I don't know. I'm hyped, honestly. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I don't know if we'll go deeper, like, category by category as we go. But overall, I think the nominees were solid. I don't think I have too many gripes. At least, like, with the games I've played and see where they are. Yeah. Chambers, what do you think? Uh, just about the awards in general. I Just nominees, nominees. yeah. Um, I makes me realize how few good games I play. I haven't played any of the, the Game of the Year nominees. So, <laughs> bro, I know, dude. So, dude, you need I to get, get on it. <laughs> I know, dude. I've been in, I've been in my little bubble too much. Um but yeah, so I can't say I really have conviction over who wins or loses any of these. There are some some categories hold up. I'm, I'm that I uh didn't know existed like content creator of the year. Um, oh yeah, TFC esports got snobbed, but best esports oh, yeah. coach. Um, I don't. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird. Yeah, one. so I'm <laughs> I'm excited for those ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta play. Matt, what do you games. think? Yeah, well, are we are we gonna be running through each of these categories? Is that is that the plan? Yeah, okay. yeah, we could we could run through it. Um, I I'm I agree with a lot of it. I disagree with a couple key points for it as well, actually. Um, particularly around three games: um, Starfield, Hogwarts, and sorry. Uh, you know when you're about to sneeze and it doesn't come, and then yeah, it's just yeah. Like, ah, it's the hey, you have COVID, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah um, you get around. Yeah, around Starfield, Spider-Man, and Hogwarts. I have there's surprisingly I'll, <clears throat> I'll explain when we get to the point but there are some points where i went wow my voice you hear that That's oh crazy. man you're getting messed up you take a drink of water bro <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. there are <laughs> some points where i would have put actually at least one point where i would have put hogwarts in one of these nominations and i'll explain that when we get to it but um for the most part i'm pretty happy with it uh phantom legacy or what is it what was it called phantom, phantom liberty liberty, liberty yeah. um was nominated twice which i'm it's not going to win where it was nominated for at least one of them, but it was nominated, which I'm very happy about. Um, and honestly, I mean, I, I think this was a pretty good year for gaming. And, you know, I, I'm glad that in 2023, we have this final year before Pal World just takes over everything. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is January um, 2024. I'm very excited about that one still. Let, let's talk through the nominees. I think um, people 
unless they saw the list already, or maybe this is just a refresher, we can go through category by category. Um, Game of the year, we have uh, six different nominees. We have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Mario Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, honestly, I, I'm, I've been playing Wonder. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit through it. I'm, I'm probably a quarter of the way through, may, maybe closer to the halfway point. Game of the year. And honestly, I, I probably... It probably doesn't deserve to be on this list, personally. Um, I do think that one really big notable miss on Game of the Year, and I don't think it ever would have really made it on Game of the Year nominee, was Street Fighter Six. That's what I was um, going to say, too. Serious, I agree with that. Yeah, ser- seriously incredible game. Um, and it's also somehow missing in the audio category, which we'll get to, and the art direction category. I think that game got very snubbed. Damn. Um, it's... It's a fighting game, so I think it's difficult for it to really reach Game of the Year uh, nominee status. But Wonder being there, I guess I get it in terms of like it's Mario, it's Nintendo, it's a very polished mm-hmm. game. It's 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 it has a great great presentation. But yeah, I mean, there's just other games that I think we could have swapped out there. It's interesting you say like that, Lucas. Like I actually I haven't played Mario Wonder, so I don't have too many thoughts on that. But I was actually going to say swap out Spider Man and put in Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't really gotten to the I, I haven't beaten Spider-Man 2, but yeah, I I, I would lose I would lose Wonder or Spider-Man 2 to make room for Street Fighter 6, honestly. It's probably a coin toss for me. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. though, I mean I'm pretty happy with I think everything in there is pretty fair. Um Hylet, Milkman, y'all have any thoughts? Chambers, which one of these have you played? <laughs> of game of the year? Yeah, I I told you I haven't played any of them. <laughs> I I will tell you. Okay, one. you should and I'll, you should play one. Okay, here's here's what I'll tell you. I will definitely not play Super Mario Wonder. Okay. Uh, so Spider Man because I don't have a PlayStation. Um, okay. Oh. I w- am willing to try Baller's Gate, Alan Wake, Resident Evil Four, and probably not tears of the kingdom i don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now damn bro uh, you go down the Baldur's gate rabbit hole yeah, dude, dude. For real. that's a I bigger hole that's a way I, wider hole it is a <laughs> it's a big hole but um nothing's too big for the milkman yeah i'll dog down a hallway but um i don't know I, the all the videos i've all the content i've seen come from Baldur's gate and like just the rpg aspect of it seems uh like the type of thing i would enjoy a lot so um yeah it would also be my way of delving into um dungeons and dragons which i have never played but have been interested in Mm -hmm. um so if if Baldur's gate wins i will i will play the game that okay world is still played even if it doesn't yeah probably (laughs) i'll play it (laughs) i i'll i'll play it longer if it wins if you're gonna play any of those list chambers you should play Baldur's gate i i haven't played Baldur's gate three yet and alan wake two just like just came out so i haven't i haven't played that one either but i'm probably the only one here that played resident Evil Four remake uh and that game seriously is amazing yeah like it's it's definitely second yeah Yeah, like i mean this is probably a a toss-up between tears of the kingdom Baldur's gate three like what's gonna win but man, Resident Evil Four is like it's getting the credit it deserves to be on this list. It's Dang. it's seriously that good. It's mind blowing. All right, game direction. Yeah, let's talk through it. So game direction, game direction is such a weird 
Yeah. Ugh, There's also guy. art direction. Yeah. 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 So Game Direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. We got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3. (laughs) It's it's the same list. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah, they just took out RE4. Wow. Yeah, which is is also dumb. See, I I would not... Didn't it kind of like revamp RE4? It revamped... It's like the... It, it's modernized like survival yeah. horror essentially it's like as uh clean and modern and accessible as as survival horror has ever been uh wow. so yeah i think it should be on here i um, i would not it's so whack that spider-man 2 is on here like i don't think it deserves again to we'll here. get into more in our episode oh, but yeah. like it's not a bad game but like it does nothing and this is the same problem i had I remember with this specific category last year like Nothing that that game does in particular is like unique or innovative by any means. And like the title literally says creative vision and innovation in game design and direction and design. Like none of that is present in Spider-Man 2. Is it very polished and well done? Sure. But like, it's not special. Like I would argue the only ones that maybe deserve to be on here from, uh, no, Island Wake 2 and obviously Zelda definitely deserve it. But yeah, I mean, it's just so like I would put I would almost put Starfield over Spider-Man in here just because at least Starfield tried Whoa. to be something. At least it tried Game to be year. something. You know what? Dang. I played that one. Yeah. It tried to be <laughs> something <laughs> at the very least. But like Chambers played something. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, I is, can't be mad at that at that take. Yeah. For- Spider-Man 2 is just like if you've played Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, Miles Morales you've played Spider-Man 2. That's it's that's yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's I do kind of my main uh, gripe with Spider-Man ahead, real quick too, just to piggyback off you, Matt. Spider-Man 2 got way too much love. And I think you guys mentioned and called me out when I wasn't here that I have a giant spider boner. And even with the symbiote <laughs> well, so story. Matt. Yeah. I do too. I love but Spider-Man. I, also, but, I do yeah. too. I, I think the biggest thing is like Spider-Man 2 is a very safe hard to hate game, period. And I think that's why it's getting It's like all the this safest love. thing to come out this year. Yeah, but it but in terms of innovation, create like creativeness, I was pretty underwhelmed playing it for the most part. Like I enjoyed it, like I had fun with it. I wouldn't have planned it if I did it, like if I hated the fucking game. But seeing it, how often it's been coming up, not just on the game awards, but like on TikTok and everything, I'm just kind of like at a loss of why people are hyping this as like game of the year level shit. When it was like a copy and paste with like sparkles on it compared to the other games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I didn't play the other games. So you did. I'm At this point, a, you did. I guess a slightly dick. Yeah, I think I'm having a slightly unique, different experience with Spider Man 2 for a lot of people. Uh, I agree with what you guys are saying. I think it's an extremely polished game. Uh, to me, the most fun part of the game is, is swinging. Um, yeah. I think so. I even think like some of the mainline story missions are pretty pretty dumb and like a waste of like a couple of hours in, no. in some of the mainline story. Um, but in, in terms of like game direction, um, I do think that wonder like I'm, I'm kind of like a toss up for this one. Cause I think wonder is a really, really cool Mario game. It's probably one of the most innovative, like not, not innovative, but interesting Mario games because every single level, there's just some crazy, like tripped out, like they were on drugs when they came up with this idea type of idea in every single level. I'm not sure if you guys have seen clips of that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looks sick. And it's 
it's very fun and it's like very, I guess, um, visually like stimulating and really interesting and all that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't say it's like at the level of like Tears of the Kingdom, which like the creative direction and innovation of Tears of the Kingdom is like light years ahead of Wonder. Wonder is like fun and cute, but like Tears of the Kingdom is serious, serious change, like serious, like groundbreakingness to it. Right. And Baldur's Gate 3 is the same thing, right? Just the sheer amount of vol, like the sheer volume, the thick, thicker than a bottle oatmeal thing that Hyalet's talking about. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of puts it up here for sure. Oh. And honestly, I can't comment on Alan Wake 2 too much. Um, it's Remedy. I love Remedy. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for being on this list. But um, if you're going to pick a survival horror, it better be better than Resident Evil 4. So, yep. yep, yep, um, yep. Chambers, having not played any of these, what's winning? <sighs> Um, I probably tears of the kingdom. Um, okay. I don't, I don't think definitely shouldn't be Spider-Man. I don't know anything about Alan Wake two, uh, besides the genre it is, <laughs> um, super Mario wonder, I think would be a second place. And then Baldur's gate three. I mean, technically aren't they just copying dungeons and dragons? How innovative is that? Damn. You know, damn. So talk yeah, to the king. Talk to a milkman. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Best narrative. Next category. So we got Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy sixteen, and Marvel's Spider Man two. Um, like we said, why the hell is Spider Man on this for best narrative? I, I mean, I, I think there was better narratives Get this year than that one. Here. Um, it. You know, I, you guys can comment because you guys have beaten the game already before me. But um, with what I've seen, it's your pretty standard Marvel affair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, really but... fun. Like I was texting you a bit last night, Lucas. Like, it's really fun if you're a fan of Spider-Man, which is why I kind of yeah. like bulleted my way through. And we'll talk about that more when we do our episode on it. But it's not like a remarkable story by any means. And I can recognize that, yeah. too. Um, and if you've like how, done how do you others, feel? like if you've been engaged in other Spider-Man narratives too, like there was some like twists and from like what we would see as Spider-Man canon, but nothing blew my mind of like, oh, they totally rewrote fucking Spider-Man. Like across the Spider-Verse is like light years beyond the narrative of yeah. like, Spider-Man too. Yeah. But that's not going to get nominated because it's not a game. So it's another, yeah. just, it's God, just another can you example. Imagine just, if, you they made a, if they made a across the Spider-Verse game where like, they use like the SSD to like really load super quickly as you go into like different dimensions and stuff like the new environments and everything. That'd be sick. Man, that would maybe be like, a... okay, now we can talk about this in game direction and design, right? <laughs> but not for, um, we could yeah. talk more about that in our episode. Cause yeah, you, yeah. it may not be super. I'm very excited to record this episode now. Yeah. Uh, narrative. So Matt, you've played Phantom Liberty. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think it's worthy of uh, being categorized one of the best narratives of the year? I, from what I've played, I definitely think so. I don't think it should win. I think Baldur's Gate should win for obvious reasons, but I absolutely think it deserves to be um, acknowledged to be nominated. Um, so, so good. Um, you know, I, I I stand by that I think the original Cyberpunk at, at the very least had a good story, if nothing else. Um, and I think this just takes that story and adds to that story adds more new endings to the game and i mean just it's like a self-contained new single-player campaign it takes like 15 hours to get through almost like it's very well done the performances are exceptional um and it's a super interesting story it's like a spy thriller it's great yeah uh timuron Baldur's gate three needs to win 
I, is that I, your take here? I honestly think so because the narrative itself is just, it gets more insane as you play it. And the one thing I really give it credit for, and I think this is probably from the DND's like inspiration, is that almost everybody's narrative, if you pick up, you know, as many companions as you can, they start weaving in and out of each other's like stories. So other games where you had other companions, it was very much like, oh, you're doing a side quest for this character, and it's like mostly self-contained. Like I'm thinking of games like Dragon Age and like even The Witcher kind of. But Baldur's Gate 3 does oh, such cool. a good job. Really really like weaving in everybody so one thing i was doing in like shadow hearts narrative is echoing stuff i saw like with carlac and asterion and like other people so you also get a sense like everybody in your party is tied together on a like larger level or and kind of on a subtle level too like beyond the main narrative there people are connected without really it making it super abundantly clear in its presentation but if you're paying attention like there's just more and more like spider like webs between people for pun unintended um yeah (laughs) so legitimately as someone that really gets off on narrative you know english major we've talked about a million times Baldur's gate legitimately i think is just really well crafted even with how dense it is because big video games sometimes can spiral a little bit out of control with narrative but Baldur's gate 3 has managed to keep things pretty coherent pretty connected and i'm still invested um like i'll probably play some more after we're done recording because i want to see like how this shit like is connected like more and more connected so i think Baldur's gate is going to be the clear winner i have a hard time seeing the other ones even i don't think i played any of the other ones outside of spider-man i did i did vote we did have a orion play final fantasy 16 earlier this year so we could uh, get some retro he did love it so we'll get some retroactive comments from him down the line um but yeah, I voted for best narrative. I'm walking through these categories voting as well. So uh, we're moving forward. Uh, Art direction. Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I, I actually am not sure Tears of the Kingdom should should really be on this. I'm it's, really it's, glad uh, you agree with that. Yeah, it's Breath of the yeah, Wild. Yeah, it's yeah. the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a few interesting things in the game, like uh, from an art direction standpoint, but... I mean, you look at something like Lies of P. Mario Wonder uh, truly has great animation. Um, It's like Pixar level, like really, really great, um, like animation style, which I really like. But like, man, take off Tears of the Kingdom and put up like Street Fighter 6. It's kind of unbelievable that Street Fighter's not on here. Um, It's like one of the best looking games of the year, period, um, fighting game or not. So I'm pretty disappointed in this one. Maybe they took it off because people were butchering the creative character and were creating some really monstrous looking shit. Dude, yeah, they're, they're like, horrible. Maybe the fans were, were in the direction for Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> mine, mine was pretty <laughs> atrocious. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Lucas. I would say I would take off Legend of Zelda and put on, um, yeah, Street Fighter Six, and then I don't know if I mean I haven't finished Alan Wake yet. I guess maybe the mixed media can be factored into art direction, but I'm not sure if it's going to be doing anything particularly incredible. I know Hi-Fi Rush was supposed to be a beautiful game, but. I would debatably change Life of P, Lies of P, because it's very much like a Bloodborne looking kind of game. It's it, yeah, Lies of P is kind of a I weird would choice as well. Argue actually, this is very controversial. I would argue putting in there Atomic Heart. Oh, uh, okay. For the okay, you know that one, it. Lucas. Uh, didn't we talk about that on, very no, briefly? Yeah, it's like a came out February of this year. Um, it's almost like a Bioshock esque game, but it's set like it's like a 
so or not so it's a russian game developer i believe um set in um what's the word in like soviet union like very kind of like steampunk almost like robot aesthetic uh it's like i never played it futurism yeah i never played it, it oh. but i'd always thought at the very least if nothing else it looked very cool politics aside so but i have a feeling it's not here at all probably because of politics so wait because it's russian is that why it is that the yeah. politics okay yeah or it had Russian yeah. links. I'm not exactly sure of the details. Oligarchs. Obviously, it's set in the Soviet Union. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. Mudfish is a Russian game developer. So yeah, it's Russian. Okay, but I think the game looks very cool for what it's worth. Yeah. So, I just I think like art direction. I mean, I can't imagine that Lies of P has better art direction than like a Final Fantasy VI or like I can't imagine oh. picking. It's just weird that Tears of the Kingdom and Lies of P are up here for artistic design and animation. When I don't know, you just had so many like very there there was there's actually a lot of creativity this year. I mean, I, I know that Diablo four was shit on a lot, but like Diablo four probably did the dark, like demonic mm-hmm. style better than something like Lies of P. And then like Street Fighter six, just the pure animation is like as good, if not better than Tears of the I mean, way better than Tears of the Kingdom. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weak, weak nominations here. Can we agree on that? Weak ass. I agree. One right. I feel like could be a cool dark horse for this one would have been like Armored Core because that game looks really beautiful and it's it's definitely it different does, yeah. than the ones here but I feel like if you can make mechs look that just awesome um, yeah. in the environments and stuff yeah I don't know I agree this this looks I sucks. voted for Mario Wonder on this one okay. we can move along I'm fine with that uh, best best score in music uh, Alan Wake two yeah. Baldur's Gate three. Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and Tears of the Kingdom. I swear to God, these uh, whoever made these nominees only knew that like seven games existed because. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly. I love how well. Nintendo. The credit for Tears of the Kingdom is composed by Nintendo Sound Team. It's like there's such a black box yeah, that didn't know, even credit. Right? There's not even a credit of like a composer, Poor dude. Guys. It's messed up, man. Um. Yeah, I mean, how's the how's how we liking the music in Baldur's Gate three? It's incredible. It's really very yeah, good. It's solid. I, I hope they win. That river song is a fucking banger, and there's like fifteen different versions of that one song, yeah. like throughout the game. So, I fuck with it. Okay, okay. I know Hi-Fi Rush has a pretty acclaimed soundtrack as well, so I'm not surprised. I think this was actually a prediction of mine uh, for this to be on here. So mm. pretty, pretty stoked. Did on you that. play a Hi-Fi Rush, Lucas? I didn't. I just like watched like plays, like, and I saw it a lot, like when it was kind of getting big on TikTok. It looks lot, cool. So it looks really cool. Catching it yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does look very enticing for sure. It's a blackout in it, and I love that. Yeah, Matt. How, so far, how's the music for Alan Wake? Uh, honestly, it has not stood out to me at all yet. So I'm pretty surprised it's on here. Maybe it's gonna really pick up again. I, I'm like barely any weird shit has started happening in the game yet. I'm, like only an hour and a half in. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, I mean, like the narration is very good, like the kind of like sound effects, like when there's a quick cut or jump or like when it goes like mixed media mode is very good, I guess. Um, But I will withhold any final judgment so far. Cool. It's kind of crazy how quickly they they judge these games to be included. What's the cut? I know, dude. Just like just came out. Um, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and also say that it probably shouldn't be on this category. It's like there's probably it's rehashes of classic Zelda themes. You know, so it's kind of just like it's got that going for it. And then there's maybe like one or two new original, true new original, yeah. like 
moments in Tears of the Kingdom in terms of the music. But like, I mean, it's it's the, the Hyrule theme, you know, and like the Great Fairy Fountain theme and things Too like classic. that, which I love, which I love. But like Breath of the Wild also had all that. And every Zelda mm-hmm. game has also had all of that. So just a little just a little eh on uh, it. I, I feel like this is just Zelda dick writing going on here for the nominees, um, like Chambers was kind of saying. So uh, I'll go ahead and vote for Baldur's Gate 3 scoring music there so go. keeping it going this is one where i wouldn't have been mad if i saw either spider-man 3 or 2 sorry or hogwarts legacy i felt like this is one where i would have been okay with it in because i thought the music did do a good job of immersing you in the wizarding world when you at least were playing through the first couple acts of that game so i was actually a little surprised I'm like it up. didn't get a nod here just because of kind of to your point Lucas. like it's an iconic soundtrack that everyone we're taken to that place once we hear it and yeah. I personally thought Spider-Man 2 soundtrack was really solid. Um, the theme for Craven and the Hunters and the Symbiote. Mm. Like, I thought they did... There were some really great additions to an already solid score from the past two games. So this is where I think there were more snubs than not. I, I agree. I agree with you here. The, I, I think the next category also has some snubs. Uh, yeah. Best audio design. Recognizing the best in-game audio and yeah. sound design. We have Alan, Alan yeah. Wake 2... Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Um, Dead Space and Resident Evil 4, you know, survival horror games mm-hmm. have incredible sound sound design. So I'm going to go ahead and give them that. Resident Evil 4 seriously had great sound design, especially utilizing the PS5 controller speaker. Um, there was like a lot of really, really cool little subtle things they did with that. But man, where the hell is Street Fighter 6 and where is Counter-Strike 2? Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I... Mm. Am I wrong I, in that I one? I hear the footsteps so fucking good in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it it's it's like, the, yeah, just the pure, like Counter-Strike 2, the whole entire game is sound. Like the yeah. whole entire game, it revolves around hearing it in, in the game. And it's like, it's a game that came out this year. Uh, it's been highly anticipated for a very long time. It has a massive player base. Valve is a huge player in the game space, and it just didn't even get nominated. Kind of Kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of that, Matt? I think, I mean, I know Counter Strike's included in some of the later nominations here, but I think it's hard for a game that, <clears throat> excuse me, a game that's just like always around to gather more attention. I guess if that makes sense, because like, obviously, is Counter Strike two new? Yes, but like every year there's been Counter Strike or CS:GO, right, or like whatever previously. Mm-hmm. So I think it just doesn't stand out as much. Um, and I think especially too because it's like a multiplayer focus i think it's going to detract from being acknowledged in any of these categories yeah i guess i i see what i see what you're saying i just i, I do think it's a snub a genuine snub yeah. though um yeah any more any more things we're missing here Nah, that's all i could think of okay yeah, um actually you know it's interesting there's three survival horror games on here dead space alan yeah. Wake oh, 2 yeah. and resident evil 4 Four. yeah um, so pretty interesting. I'm just going to go ahead and vote for Resident Evil 4 <laughs> on this one. Uh, Spider-Man, like, it just feels like another, like, yeah, Spider-Man was it's great sound design. Throw it in there. It, you could have swapped out Spider-Man for any one of, like, these other Zelda, Final Fantasy, Mario. Like, it just feels like yeah, another one. They got to just take that off all the lists because it's getting annoying. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, I'm not uber mad because I love the thwip sound of the like when you're swinging and shit yeah that is like, nice it has good audio moments but the same as a whole like spider-man miles morales yeah spider-man <laughs> i'm not disagreeing I'm just saying i like the sound it's it is, a nice it is tiny good it is head. good yeah 
but <laughs> horror games rely on sound design for them to be yeah. executed right so for this category it's it, yeah i agree it shouldn't be there but i do want to throw out spider-man's got nice sounds yeah yeah Some nice sounds it's dumb to say uh, the next uh, the next category is best performance we're going to speed through here a little bit but we got best sounds performance good. um so yeah i mean it's just kind of like main character people from various uh, various games that we've been talking about here uh idris elba is on here kind of probably the highest profile name on this Great list DJ. of best performance um is he a dj he is a dj yeah he did his house music yeah you can look up there's like what? sets of his on youtube and stuff. Oh, wait is it, didn't Idris he do a Netflix Elba? movie where he's a DJ too? I think I believe so, yeah. And he's even played at like festivals and shit. Yeah. Are you what? sure you're not confusing him with Shaquille O'Neal? No, that's racist. Dude, that's DJ that. Diesel. Yeah. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. Um no. doesn't uh no, Shaq doesn't do house, huh? He does like trap. No, I don't I don't know what he does. I don't know. Matt would does, like, does like trap and dubstep. Okay. Oh, okay. That's Dang, funny is, as fuck. How do we how do we become famous yeah, actors and DJs? <laughs> oh yeah, Matt Salshack yeah. in Vegas. That's great. Dude, that's awesome. Um it's really funny. Yeah, just real quick, Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16, Cameron Monaghan, Star of uh, Star Wars Jedi uh Warrior, or Star Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba from Cyberpunk, uh Melanie Liburd or Liburd uh from Alan Wake 2, Neil Newbon from uh Baldur's Gate 3. And Yuri Lowenthal from uh, Marvel Spider-Man Two. They really, uh, uh, they f- they fucked up Ben Starr's photo. It looks like they screenshotted his hand account or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a <laughs> terrible does. photo. What a good-looking man, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does look really that. great. Uh, yeah. I mean, Matt, you you you're you know on Phantom Liberty train. Um, not sure if you can comment on Idris Elba's performance overall. I do love him. So it was a very it's very good actually. I'm not upset that it's here. What I am upset about is that um the 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 girl, the woman that played um Song Songbird, who is like one of the main other main characters in Phantom Liberty, basically like the story revolves around her. Um mm. Minji Chang, she was not included on this, which I'm pretty upset about because mm. I I actually thought she was better than uh wow Idris oh. Elba in it. I don't know if that's because they didn't I don't know if they didn't mocap for her or not or like they didn't use her likeness but um I was extremely impressed with her performance and this is like one of her first like bigger roles like I guess too so pretty disappointed that she wasn't here I would honestly put her over Yuri Lowenthal and I love Yuri Lowenthal um for those that don't know he actually played Sasuke in the English dub Naruto as well so Oh, very, wow. very accomplished knowledge. Very, very accomplished. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'll recognize it immediately if you compare the two. But um, very, very accomplished, uh, you know, voice actor. Um, but I don't think he did anything particularly special, I guess, as Spider-Man. Neil Newborn, he plays Asterian in uh, Baldur's Gate 3. And for those that have played Baldur's Gate 3, you know, Asterian is fucking incredible. Um Melanie Libert, she plays Saga Anderson in Alan Wake 2, and obviously I'm only like an hour and a half in, but I won't comment on her too much yet. I, I was I've been listening to Game Scoop, and they say apparently in the she's British, and I guess in the game a lot she's you can hear her her accent keeps falling I out. I've yeah, been listening for it, I haven't caught it yet, but I'm I'm definitely looking for it. Um, didn't play Star Wars, I'm sure you know Cameron. He's a very talented actor on and off the screen, um, and I have no knowledge about Ben Star, so. Yeah. Highlight any comments? Um, this is where I kind of disagreed, Matt. I thought Yuri did a really great job in Spider-Man 2. 
like Bully Lowenthal when Peter's tweaking on the black suit. Like I thought there were some really great moments. That's what they call him, Bully Lowenthal. <laughs> Bully Lowenthal, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the part, the, the parts where you could like lore wise when P- Peter is kind of arguing or resisting the symbiote suit or taken over personality wise by the symbiote suit. I thought Lurie did Lori, Yuri did a really great job. So he, I would leave just him like, on there. He just like growls though. It's like I'm angry now. Rawr. <laughs> but I thought it worked really well. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the performance. Oh, we'll talk about um, it in that episode. It's not bad. Can. It's yeah. For um, me, the one I would take off if we were to replace someone would actually be Cameron Mon- Monaghan. Um because he does like a good job, but I don't think I don't think the Jedi games are written in such a way where he's able to shine and really like mm. perform, in my opinion. Like I feel like his character is kind of milk toast overall. Like it's not wow. like I don't think the actor's given a lot to work with, but because of that, the ceiling for his performance only gets so high, in my opinion. Um and I fucking love Star Wars, so and I'm pretty right, happy right. in general with Star Wars content, but yeah, the Cal Kestis as like a main character is like he's cool, but I'm not like thirsting for Cal Kestis content once I'm done playing the games. So that's my two cents. Sim- okay. Symbiote bully Lowenthal. It's just too <laughs> good. Next, uh, next category, uh, innovation in accessibility, recognizing hardware and or software that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Um, Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. I'm going to continue with the Street Fighter 6 uh, dick riding here. Right, that a eight. blind person, a full legally blind, fully blind, folded uh, blind warrior Sven took a match at Evo oh, on yeah. stream by playing uh, playing Street That's Fighter right. Six. And if that is not kind of explaining or visually showing how far accessibility has come in fighting games in general, the fact that someone can play a fighting game and keep up in real time not only shows blind warrior Sven's talent and skill as an actual player but just the tools that he's been given by Street Fighter 6 and Capcom. So, Jesus, I mean, like, I don't, I don't see how it gets any better than that. Also Part modern mode. Here. <laughs> God damn it. Also modern. Yeah, yeah me, brother. Players was, like me and Matt stand a fighting chance. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, uh, though, think... no cap, that, that is an actual thing to me that I consider under accessibility because... Yeah. Just that technical ability fellas. to be able to do yeah. that consistently. Some people just don't have it, like me and Chambers. And, you know, it's yeah. uh, I really like just coming up to people and pressing triangle and doing a quarter of their health bar with uh, Zangief. So yeah, God, man, I don't miss the summer. Damn, yeah, I yeah. want to. Some, some that was really. Uh, next time I'm at your house, Lucas, you bring up my fight stick. I kind of want to play some. Aye, aye, for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I think the accessibility stuff with uh, like Spider-Man Two or Forza. It's kind of the the stuff that we've come to expect when it comes to great accessibility. I do want to give credit to all these games in general. You know, things like, you know, starting off small with things like a colorblind mode of various different modes to, you know, things like pure assistance when it comes to movement or reaction time, uh, story modes and things like that, that really de-emphasize like a need for really fast reflexes that allow anybody to just play. Um, so, you know, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, like your typical thing, you open up something like Spider-Man, you open up something like God of War and it says, Hey, like at what level do you really want to play at? Like, let me give that to you kind of thing. And I think that's, 
that is always really cool to see, especially these games. They need it, right? Because they're mm-hmm. trying to reach as many people. They're trying to give people as many people an enjoyable experience as possible. So um, that stuff is all really great to see. Yeah. All right. Next category, games for impact. I, I honestly can't. I didn't even hear about any of these much. games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are thought-provoking games with the pro-social message or meaning. I'm just going to shout them out. We don't have to talk about them too much. We got Space for the Unbound, Chance of Sonar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, Terra Neil and Venba. Um, all of them look really interesting. Um, we can check them out. Although Goodbye Volcano High does look like a dating sim from it the looks, picture. Yeah, here. Fur, <laughs> furry, furry game for sure. <laughs> so looks hot. Um, I'm sure all these games are really great and very inclusive, which we really support on this podcast. So I'm not knocking them. Just, we just haven't really played them and don't have a, a ton uh, to say about these categories. So we will move on. Uh, best ongoing. Uh, obviously your ongoing games, uh, pretty standard affair here, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, Final Fantasy 14, Cyberpunk 2077, and Apex Legends. No old school RuneScape. Pretty or pissed. Rocket League. Also, Apex, oh, yeah. Apex should not be on this list at all. Oh, okay. I, I think that, well, that, that sounds like a hot take. That to is me, not a, go ahead, Matt. Cyberpunk is go the ahead, only Matt. single player game on this list. Thank you. Yeah. Chambers, why why shouldn't Apex be on okay. this list? To, to drop into the Apex Legends subreddit at any day of the week and you will understand why. Everyone hates that game. And the player Dude, base really? is actively I'm having so much fun. <laughs> the player base is actively going down. Um What are they upset about? Um generally the the rank system's been broken for a long time. Um there's, As in, it takes too long to rank up, or well, now for, okay. The, the, before it, it was just like you could just gr- if you put enough time in, you would just rank up. It wasn't really skill based; it was more so time based um, that was being rewarded. And now, from what I was told by somebody, the system is like where this is like a reaction to that, where. It, say you are going to rank up from like gold to plat, you will have like a series of games where you have to either you have to reach some sort of milestone in order to get up to platinum. So you'll have to like win a game within the next like four games, or you'll have to accrue a certain amount of stats in order to um, level up to the next rank. And people are not happy about that. And um, I don't know that. So we should swap it out for Rocket League. We should the they and the community sucks ass. Everyone's way too <laughs> like sweaty. Everyone's too like self hating about the game. Um, I just uh, and Apex. That's I I play it with the homies, but I think I think it's definitely gone downhill. Okay. Interesting. Damn. Um, Fortnite brought back Fuck, yeah. the original map, so it deserves that. to win. Hell yeah, right? it is fun. It sure. deserves to win. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun. I've been seeing Ninja pop up on my TikTok, um, and there's just hella memes about it. So, uh, might win, might win. Uh, although Genshin Impact is just like a, a huge player in this space. Oh, days, I really so. think Cyberpunk deserves to win. That would be really cool if that. it did. Yeah. They I deserve w- it, man. I mean, for how much shit they got to actually putting the effort in, they could easily just said fuck it and start working on their next project. But mm-hmm. and honestly, I, I consider like edge runners to be part of like all of that. So I consider that as like mm-hmm. part of the continued development. So it's great. 
I will also say uh, I I think Fortnite might actually win this with how much that <laughs> game has not just because of the OG map thing. I think that's very minor, but with how much customization has gone into that game now, like, have you guys seen those clips of people playing like basically SpongeBob inside of Fortnite where, yeah. Or playing yeah. Halo in Fortnite. Yeah. And all of a sudden like Mr. Yeah. Krabs is building a fucking tower <laughs> in the, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> the, 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 the game is huge. Like if you go into the menu playlist, it looks like you're on YouTube searching for a video to watch. It is insane. Like it's like many wow, games inside kind of, of one insane. game. Now. Yeah, it's like a platform. Dang. Okay, that actually sounds mm, cool. Kind of like Roblox. Um, yeah, a little bit. It's like Roblox, Roblox but, yeah, but exactly. like instead yeah. of being yeah. five years old, you're now eight years old. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Dang. Chambers cooking. Um, this one's a really cool category. Uh, best community support. So recognize a game for outstanding community support, transparency, responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, and game updates slash patches. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. Uh, I Baldur's Gate 3 is cool because, I mean, that game was in beta for so long, and like a lot of community feedback really led to the development and the full release of the game. Uh, Timuron... Destiny 2 took a shit this year, right? Why is this on here? That's the question I wanted to ask is, why do you guys? Because honestly, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know how they're defining community support. Because I feel like when Destiny 2, with all its updates, it's done since Lifefall, it's responding to com- the community being angry at them. And this news, these nominees dropped after Bungie announced they're like getting rid of like a huge portion of like their workforce and really no way to justify like you guys this is this is like random reference but you know like that south park episode with the oil companies and that one ceo's like oh we're sorry like really just half ass like empty like they did that shit after like the news went out that they like lost people um because there's um there's a twop this week um at bungie or whatever or yeah bungie and that's usually when they do their patch <laughs> updates. They talk about upcoming content, whatever. But for that week, it was, we understand you're mad. We're sorry. And like, that was it. Wow. And I'm Jesus. like, like they're like the antithesis of what you want for like a video game, like relationship with like the consumer, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. things that have happened since Lifefall, albeit I heard it improved, but I feel like they're just gaining back the ground they lost by delivering a piece of shit expansion like like they dug themselves so deep a hole that like at this point it's like any move to rectify and like dig themselves out of that hole is being seen as a positive which i think is horseshit overall um okay and then side note that's kind of why i feel like cyberpunk's on here is the game was so fucking shitty at launch and buggy it's like any positive movement back is seen as this great thing when games like, you know, games like Baldur's Gate 3 show, like, we don't have to start at such a fucking low place yeah. for any Baldur's Gate progress. 3 should win. Yeah, because because even like, I mean, what we're seeing is like, yeah, you're right. Working from a negative point all the way yeah. back up, although it's very admirable and really cool that some of these games have done that. I mean, but look at how you it's have couple- described, you know. It's responsiveness, inclusiveness and game updates and patches. There's been a lot of updates and patches in Cyberpunk, you know. True, and you know like, what? I mean, no man's yeah. at least Cyberpunk. I would, I'll give Cyberpunk credit. I think it acknowledged, like, hey, we didn't do the best job at launch. We're going to work towards build, like, giving you the game we promised. I still don't yeah. think Destiny 2's done enough. And at this point, 
they pushed back the pen, like the old, like the final chapter, the final shape, um, which is supposed to be like the last piece of expansion narrative, whatever, um, for the entire saga, like across Destiny One and Two. You so know, the fact that they're already delaying that is also signs of like I don't think like they're like. I think they're backtracking, trying to figure out a game plan to win back over the community. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think the playerships, like, if it's not an all-time low, it's the lowest it's been in a very long time on the heels of some successful expansions. Yeah. So I don't care who wins as long as it's not Destiny. (laughs) Fuck that game. Sorry, Orion. Sorry, Jeffrey. But I can't anymore. I do want to say, too, I do feel like in some ways Baldur's Gate is, like, kind of cheating with like just having being on this year's because i don't know i mean like we'll say like oh it's such a complete game but yeah it was also literally in beta for like three years getting again a great community feedback like had cyberpunk been in beta public beta for three fucking years yeah it probably would have been a lot better it would have been what we got today on release right like that's what would happen so there is like i think some important caveats there Sure. Um, okay fair enough yeah fair enough fair enough but i think we gotta um, speed i'm gonna speed, speed through some yeah. of these some of these and i'm gonna skip over some categories that i know that none of us are really like Pretty ar too. vr yeah. like come on e-sports um coach. yeah esports so we're gonna <laughs> skip over the esports categories for sure i do want to touch on best action game uh best game in the action genre primarily focused on combat is how they define it we got armored core uh dead island 2 ghost runner 2 hi-fi rush and remnant 2 uh, to be honest, uh, checked out a little bit of uh, Armored Core uh, and a little bit of Hi-Fi Rush and Dead Island 2, but Ghost Runner 2 and Remnant 2 were not on my lists um, this year. Anybody got any comments on those? Remnant uh, 2, I feel like, could be a cool dark horse based on what I've seen. Orion and I were actually thinking of playing it over the summer, but we just got pulled up, like pulled in different directions. I played yeah, Jason yeah. the Kingdom. He played whatever the fuck he decided to play. But from what I've seen in Remnant, like it's like... A soul style game with guns, and it okay. looked it looked sick. Okay. That and like cool. you're traveling like different planes. So like one like in one plane you or realm or whatever, it's very like medieval Euro like bloodborne kind of vibes. And in a completely different one, you're like in a neon future. Oh, I do remember seeing this game. That yeah. one did look pretty so, sick, actually. Okay, so I haven't played any of these, but just from what I've seen, like. I wouldn't be mad if Remnant 2 got a nod because it did look like a legitimately fun game. I just think it just got drowned out by the noise of so many other titles this year, especially during the summer. Uh, The next category we got is uh, best action adventure. Uh, Action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I mean... Uh, again, Spider-Man 2's on here, kind of crazy. Uh, I would actually one of these types of categories. I would take out Spider-Man 2 and put in Hogwarts Legacy. That's pretty nuts, actually. I, I, I actually thought Hogwarts Legacy had pretty good combat. And I think uh, the adventure Yeah, but is. Spider-Man has still has better combat than I don't it. think it does. I Whoa. think Spider-Man's wow. I think it's actually very boring, the combat. Respect. I I, I think I see I know what you're saying. But it's still better than Hogwarts Legacy Combat, in my opinion. Um, uh, but Zelda's going to win this one, right? Zelda's going to win. Zelda's the, winning. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. Zelda's, yeah. Not, Zelda's not. There's no way Zelda's not winning this one. Um, let's go to let's go to best RPG. Uh, okay, we don't <laughs> have to talk about it. We know this one. Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of Baldur's Peace, Gate. Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Crazy that Starfield made it uh, despite the narrative. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is winning, though. 
Yeah. There's just no competition there. Did I even uh, play no. Sea of Stars? I don't know anything about no. that. No. I actually downloaded Sea of Stars and I was into it for, for like a couple hours. What, what's there. it on? Um, what system? Uh, it's on everything. It, it's kind of a throwbacky uh, SNES, PS1 like era RPG kind of. Um, and uh, two like lead protagonists kind of in like a fantasy mm. future, sci fi fantasy type of world. That sounds it's, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. Octopath Traveler 2, snub. Snubbed. Snubbed. Probably should have put that uh, instead of uh, Starfield. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty uh, yeah, Starfield made it on here. Uh, I, don't, I can't think of any other RPGs that, that might have been on there. but uh, Super Mario RPG, snubbed too. Just kidding. Snub- Wait, it's not out yet. <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> <laughs> it will get snubbed though. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's even an RPG. Uh, what they would consider We'll see RPG. next year. We will. Um, best fighting game. I this this is just a disaster of a category. I'm gonna be honest. So you got God, you got God of Rock, Mortal Kombat One, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Ooh. Two, Pocket Bravery, and then Street Fighter Six. These like they just had to find three other fighting games to throw in here. It's they didn't silly. even make it to six, bro. I know. Like well, like I don't even know. God, I never even heard of God of Rock. Same. I never heard of Pocket Bravery, Nickelodeon cool. All Star Brawl Two. Although I've heard some good things. It's like averaging There's like a nine out of 10. I thought that wasn't even out yet. I didn't realize it was out. It came out like a week ago, maybe two. Yeah, it wow. came out it's very, very recently. recently. I just, uh, Street Fighter 6 is winning this one, continuing with the dick writing. 100%, here. yeah. I agree. If there was one to upset it, I think it would be Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat legitimately looks like oh, a God really of, good fighting game yeah. this year. God of Rock is like a rhythm-based fighting game. That's interesting. Oh, really? That is interesting. Yeah, looking okay. it up right now. That sounds, cool. that sounds actually exciting. I'd be terrible at this. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, there's a few, you know, best family, eh, uh, sports and racing. Let's go with uh, best multiplayer. We're going to skip ahead here a little bit. Uh, best multiplayer game category. We got Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, I didn't really. Have you guys done the Baldur's Gate 3 multiplayer? Is it good? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't like it. jumped no. into it yet. I know Ricky's played a lot of it. And he loves it. I'm not as big of a fan of it unless you're really coordinated. Um, I think the multiplayer is a little bit clunky, in my opinion. Like, I still have okay. fun. Uh, me and Orion got through a few hours of Act 1 together. And we kind of got the hang of it and it became enjoyable. But when I think of multiplayer games, I think of, like, games I just want to hang out with the boys, crack open a beer. Have a good time and yeah, Sounds I feel like, like Baldur's Gate Three. It it does. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Baldur's Gate Three, me and Tim had to be very coordinated still on how we were playing. So it kind of mm-hmm. felt like we were playing D and D for real at points, yeah. which I, isn't my vibe. Like if I if I'm playing multiplayer, I'm with, like I'm playing Street Fighter Six. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, like crazy to me that CS:GO didn't get nominated in this category. Oh, I, I do shit. feel like it's deserved right. to get yeah. some sort, some sort of nomination here because, just because again, sheer volume of people that play it, the technical achievements made in the game, um, and just the expensive what they've the smoke, the new smokes. Um, yeah, a little bit of a weird snub there, and the multiplayer in Super Mario Wonder is like, man, that's a shit show too. Is it really? It's like Mario Mario multiplayer is no, has never been. Fun. I mean, Nintendo no, in general kind of usually fucks up multiplayer, don't they? Well, like not with their with multiplayer their, like games, single like player focused games. games they do. Single, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, Kirby's multi Kirby's multiplayer and that multiplayer in that game sucked too. It's like it, they just. It's made so that like your little brother can play along with you yeah. and like you can leave him behind and he's in a bubble like half the yeah. time. That's what Mario Wonder <laughs> totally So 
Yeah. Um, payday three. Is that and a then, snub? I'm, yeah, I'm I would have actually yeah. considered putting payday three personally. It's a fun game. Yeah. Hmm. It's a lot uh, of fun, actually. The last one I want to dive into is uh, best adaption. This is actually a really cool category. So this is just mm. what video game property got adapted uh, faithfully, authentically, and just overall good quality. Um, the category are the nominees are Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, Last of Us, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal. Uh, on the count of three, one, two, three, Ooh, The Last, last of, of Us. Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. Of us. <laughs> it's got to be The Last it's of like, Us. No way. No way that's losing this uh, to like... Gran Turismo. I do want to see Gran Turismo. Have some... <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I do not. Yeah. I'll watch it with you, Chambers. They're great games. Movie night. Why do you want to watch? Yeah. They're Why? great games. Why do you want to watch them? Um, I like I like racing. I like going fast. So <laughs> I did a, actually hear that yeah. Twisted Metal. <laughs> I did hear that Twisted Metal was actually surprisingly good. Uh, Same here. That yeah, I did so not I'm actually, watch. I, I I actually I really liked those games when i was really young they were a lot of fun um thoughts on my list i am actually curious to check out grand trees because it is based off a true story so that'd be kind of interesting to check that out. means nothing to me okay uh yeah. i don't know what to say to that um <laughs> uh, film snob guys there's no way this movie's good it's probably that not movie good. got shat on did it i, don't I didn't know anything that movie about got it. completely shat I don't on know anything about it yeah but David Harbour was in it. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it um, got a 7.2 on IMDb. 83% of users like this movie. And, are you uh, looking at IMDb? 65% are on tomatoes. It's not on that tomatoes, bad. yeah. I got to watch it. 98% audience not... score on our on tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. I need to check it out on All right, Letterboxd. go see it. Go that, see. That, that'll be my real. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm talking yeah. about with Letterboxd. Is this is the real yeah. story. Yeah. Um, last, I said that was last category. I got one more I wanted to touch on real quick, which is most anticipated 3.4 stars. Oh. Uh, most anticipated game is basically like what we are most excited about for next year. Uh, and y- your usual suspects with one snub, uh, you got Final Fantasy seven rebirth, which is the next installment of the Final Fantasy seven remake, uh, Hades two, like a dragon, infinite wealth, star Wars outlaws, which, you know, no one wants pretty, to see that well, shit. Uh, yeah. No, that's. That's bullshit on there. Okay. Out- Tekken 8. Outlaws is bullshit. Yeah, no. I thought Outlaws is cool. Okay. No, bro. Okay. I was very unimpressed Sorry. with the gameplay that I saw. I will say that. What is Outlaws? It looks like a solid mid Star Wars game. Yeah. Okay. So a Star Wars. Bro, game. I am stoked for Hades 2. Hades 2 is insane. <laughs> yeah. Hades 2 deserves to win this one. And then I also am really upset that uh, Hollow Knight. So I noticed that it wasn't on there too, and you know why it's not on that list? Because it's not even released. Is it out? It's not even announced for 2024. Oh, there's no okay. official. There's no yeah. new announcement date for it. Yeah, it's just really? delayed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. So my, so it's a 2025 game. Uh, don't could say be. That. Who knows? Uh, That's crazy though. And then there are other categories here that we're not going to dive into. We got like content creator of the year, best esport athlete esports team we're, we're not super big on that stuff so we'll we'll leave that to uh the audience to dive into when they can um hey. i'm very excited for all these uh i think there's just there's just so much to look at there's obviously a lot of repeats but it's clear what some of the really great games are this year and we've played a lot of them or um you know we've we've heard a lot about them so it's been a, been a fun year in gaming i'm very excited to dive in yeah we've seen some tiktoks and some youtube videos 
Does yeah. any last comment? Does anyone know ahead, what Matt. like a dragon is? Like a dragon infinite? I know nothing about that's that. the Yakuza like, series. I was gonna say it looks like a Yakuza game, just oh, on that yeah. little tile. Okay. Yeah, it is cool. It is um, cool, Matt. You want to sign us off? Woo. Good episode. That was fun. I'm excited to see how this turns out. What is this? December seventh. This is all coming out. Yeah. Happy yeah. December. All right, everyone. As always, you can follow us online at TFE Podcast. That's at TFE Podcast, then S at the end. Um, and the link tree on the social media handles, you can find a link to our Discord. Discord's the best place to reach myself, Lucas, Hylet, Milkman, the whole crew coming out. It's a good time as well. You can also go to our website, thanksfunk.live, where you can find some of our past written content up there. Um, and then as well, you can shoot us an email at thanksfunkpod at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any questions. Let us know what you think about this year's nominees. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, everyone, this has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby Bop. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna, and our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 